You've heard us talk about them. They're in, and they're on the website. Absolutely. Our brand new America's Diesel podcast, branded bills, badass, flex fit, performance material, sweat res- sweat stain resistant. It it literally feels like it cools your head. Like, I don't know amazing. how that's possible, but somehow it is. Yeah, you can rock it. You know, I'm more of a flat bill kind of guy. You can do that. You can curve it. For all you taco holder guys, you can even throw that in there. Yeah. And then snap back with a little bit of the flex fit. Yeah. Big head approved, small head approved. And it's extremely comfortable. I almost guarantee, oh my, you know, I say almost guarantee. <laughs> no, I guarantee this is the most comfortable hat you will ever wear. And the logo, rubber. Awesome. Yeah. Came out great. Super detailed rubber on there, so it's never going to fade on you. If you want to get one of these in your hands, they are $50, shipped to the lower 48, plus tax, if applicable in your state. Uh, just go on the dieselpopracks.com, search hat, look for the fantastic Jam and Eagle logo, pick yourself up some before they're out of stock. Yeah. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah. How'd you like the song request? Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so that was called metal? What heavy was it called? metal. Heavy metal. From Bring Me the Horizon. Dug it. Banger. I've listened like, to it like a thousand times. Good. You, you like the beatbox solo? I do. I do. That's I, rad, I, right? Well, I just... Listen. <clears throat> I like... Uh, like when there's like a hip hop kind of beat to it, but then there's like rock, like like mm. metal, like guitar shit. Like those two com- combined, like is way better than like country rap. Like, although there are some like you know rapish beats right with country music that mm-hmm. are okay, they sound freaking badass. Like I've got a couple couple songs I can probably show you that are like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. But like, there's something about the <laughs> the that that song is a that song makes me like ah yeah yeah like it just makes it gets me going. It truly does. It does. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the band is called Bring Me the Horizon. The song is called Heavy Metal. Corey, and what's the five-minute synopsis history on that? Uh, Essentially, it's a big fuck you to the fans that got pissed (laughs) off that uh, they weren't as heavy as they used to be. So they said fuck you and brought in a beatboxer to do like a backing track and a solo and then made the song at the end almost one of the heaviest parts of any song they've ever done. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a cool song. I like it. Yeah. Uh, For those of you wondering, also, Bring the Horizon is probably one of the most dynamic music groups I would say band, but also a group, whatever you want to call it, that in, in modern day. Yeah. 100%. Um, I would highly recommend you check out some of their stuff or all of it. They've got something for everybody. Uh, what I did is I made a Bring Me the Horizon artist-only station on on Pandora. Yeah. And I legitimately listened to the entire thing without skipping. It was thoroughly happy. Wow. I There's, should try that on my Pandora. Like, they, they have everything from... The, the thing with artist only, I haven't figured out how to make artist only stations on my phone. It has to be lo- like on your computer to find the setting for some reason for me. So what what would you do in Pandora? You go to the artist and then you yeah. can create, you create station. a station off of that. Yeah. Yeah. But then it, they'll you play can, other artists though too. Yeah. But then there's an option if you're, and for, it, oh, it may or will be in the just, app. Just artists, this artist, just. Yes. These. You can okay, select gotcha, this artist yeah, yeah. only. And for some reason I can only do that when I'm on a computer. I can't do it on my phone. Huh. I don't know what it is. Since you like the the rock rap kind of uh, yeah, uh, Mass Wolf, bring me the Horizon Fallout. That's your next one. Oh God, hold on. I need to. I need to already add it to my. Um. You do that. Okay. I'll get the intro out of the way. Okay. 
This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time. They have C10 in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons, and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates, it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. Hey everybody, this is Ben and Todd from Diesel Power Products. Thanks for tuning in. It's America's Diesel Podcast. Why did I start that way? That's not the way we do the intro. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. This is Ben Fall and Todd from, what's that? Fallout. Fallout, yeah. Okay. Banger. But everything's a banger. Um, True. <laughs> Spokane, Washington. That's where we are. Make sure and check us out on all. Killing it. I know. Make sure and check out all of our all podcast avenues to find our podcast. You can search it by find it by searching America's Diesel. Podcast. We're in the states. I fucked this intro up so bad. Dog, we do podcasts yeah. that tell diesel parts. Yeah, this is my future. This is my legacy. Let's see if you can do the reviews. Reviews, yes, that's right. Reviews are very important. Uh, please send a five-star review. <laughs> Dude. Fucking terrible. Leave a five-star review on anything, any, any uh, evidence. On anything. <laughs> five-star, five-star, five-star. <laughs> Screenshot that sent to podcast at decentpowerproducts.com. I put a five-star review on my toaster and I said it and got a sticker. <laughs> Just making the world a better place, all right? Everybody gets five stars. And, and this is why we don't want to pre-record these. <laughs> send podcasts at dieselpowerproducts.com. You got that right. And we will send you a sticker that looks like this eagle here. <laughs> oh. Ten points if you tell me his name. Check out our... Oh, hey, you do the rest. And if you're not ordering diesel parts, what the hell's wrong with you? You need to be ordering from dieselpowerproducts.com. We have live technicians on the phone. Live people. They have hearts. They have souls. They have thoughts. They have dreams. Pay, pay, they have trucks. Uh, and Payton they will get you the right part. Huh? This is, Payton, I'm killing it. No, Peyton's a ginger. He doesn't have a soul. Back, you back, just back lied. Up. You lied. Four out of five have souls. <laughs> okay. Four out of five have souls. And guess what? If you're not ordering from dieselpowerproducts.com, then fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my... No, send me an email, and I will not respond to it, but I will show up at your house with a rather large knife. <laughs> Somebody call it a machete. Uh, machete. I don't know. It'll you, be a you larger... skipped a huge part, but you're, you're killing this yeah. portion. Oh, yeah, and if you do order from us, from dieselpowerproducts.com, make sure to tell them that you listen to this fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> In the notes, just put, I listen to the shit show. What do you get from us? Nothing. You're going to salute. And you Barely. might get one of these. <laughs> 
those of you that all are not watching. So you know that we're just not here drinking beer and screwing off. We're actually here drinking beer, screwing off, and making money. Which, unfortunately, money makes the world go around. Damn. Let's get this show started, baby. I am motivated. <laughs> that was kind of a... That was, that was good. You want to hear something funny? <laughs> I actually answered the phone today, America's Diesel Podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Shit. I was like, fuck. Yeah. It was right after we were done talking about podcast stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I answered the phone. I was like, America's Diesel po- Diesel Power Pilots. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're just going to handle a bunch of little topics here. Maybe not little topics, but... Uh, I did make a post on our Facebook group, which is what I forgot to talk about. We did a Facebook group. Search America's Diesel Podcast, dash the group. Answer the three questions. Yes, you must answer them. There are many right answers, many wrong answers. Answer them correctly. I will let you, and I only will either let you in or decline you. Fact. Keep the bots out. That's what yeah. I'm here for. Uh, but I did make a post. I wanted some uh, podcast topic suggestions, and I copied a whole lot of them down. Well, actually, I copied pretty much all of them. Yeah. And some of them are just kind of quick hitters. Yeah, so, not long enough for a whole episode. Yeah. Maybe you think they are, but I'll be honest, you may find Excuse that me. we answer them right now, and you're like, shit, that was the only answer. <laughs> so let's get this show on the road. One of them was build your own truck, your interior, drivetrain, engine, etc. Okay. So, And we'll say there's no budget. Obviously, we're not no. building like a SEMA truck or something like that, no. but just like no budget. How in-depth are we trying to get here? Are we going to do like rear end, front end? Or just like drivetrain in general, engine, uh, like engine, I'll and let transmission. You, you can select. I think I I think we do. Well, you you say what you're gonna say. Okay, Sorry. I was gonna say you could. You can select a whole truck's drivetrain, and like edit a part if you want to. You can say like okay. I love you know I like the new Ford axles and everything <clears> like that, but I, I'm more of a Sterling guy, so I want you know the the new Aluma Duty drivetrain, but I want a, a Sterling in the back. Gotcha. Something like that. Okay. So, where do we start? <laughs> All right, let's start with the engine, man. Start with the engine? Um, I'd be hard-pressed between a Cummins and a 6.7 Power Stroke. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we... Well, Cummins? Done... Which Cummins? 5.9. Common Rail. Common Rail, yes. Oh, didn't see that one coming. Okay. <laughs> Which I agree with, okay? Okay, but at the same time, but the horsepower level of, like, a new Power Stroke is, like, double? <laughs> Almost double? Yeah, but also, um, I mean, if this is build your own truck, they didn't necessarily specify if, if you can't already, you know, crank up the engine. Sure. Right. I would still be hard-pressed because okay. the, the 6.7s run damn good. They get I, I, would, yeah. I would take the transmission, though. Oh, 10R? I think yes. you, you and I both would. <laughs> yeah, 10R. I can tell you, that okay. my, my, my has a 10R. So we got transmission. Uh-huh. Okay. What do we put in front of it? We have to come to an agreement here. Engine? Yeah, engine. Are we doing... I... Man. I think... I, a, a, what do you a, think? A, a 550-horse 5.9 Camaro with a 10R. That'd be pretty dope. Either a small... Either a single or a small set of compounds. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm going to get down with that. Yeah. Okay. And, and so you can, you can take from that what you will. It's like supporting fuel modifications or whatnot, but I, it's, 
it would be basically I want a Perky 550, which is attainable, yeah, and the 10R. Okay. Chassis, suspension, drivetrain. I think we're both pretty much in agreement on that. What? Well, it's gonna be Ford. Yeah. <laughs> just like just, I said, Cummins has never really <laughs> hit the hit the ball in the head with the. Do you, Although I do like AAM axles, they're they they have proven themselves to be they have a a very good axle that is um not too expensive to to build. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also easy to set up too. Easy to set up. So I would um, say Ford drivetrain get yourself a nice super 60 i would ooh, i would want the new ford f450 chassis running gear yeah because they have a nice tight turning radius yeah and a super 60 in the front um but actually i don't know if i would swap out the rear end those things have what was like a m300 in there or something like that yeah it's a pretty beefy rear end right okay I, I i could get down with that i mean it doesn't when it comes to those type of components like Ford's already proven itself it's pretty yeah pretty pretty stout and same with Ram I mean honestly if we just talk about just like axles um short of like steering and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. I mean they're even the nine and a quarter front and the 11 and a half are have been a proven yeah proven platform but I mean there are plenty of sled pull trucks that have covers that are making ungodly amounts of torque just 100%. beat the fuck out of stock but axles. if we were to build that ultimate truck I think I would I would agree with you on that so we're keeping the Ford transmission the Ford chassis Ford drive specifically, I, I I want a the aluminum duty F four fifty chassis. Okay, body, body. I'm gonna go fifth gen Cummins, baby. I just love the look of those trucks. I, I do truly like the look do. Of them too. I I love the head. The headlights aren't too big. Mm-hmm. The grill isn't like they, everything has gotten bigger on the new trucks. But with Ram, they've they've kept the headlights tight mm-hmm. and clean, and the the whole the whole front end setup. I. I, I Yes, I'm biased because I have one, but they, mm-hmm. I just think they look so good. They look so good. I have a hard time not going with a really nicely color-matched 05 to 07 Ford. I love uh, the way I would do look. a Fitch and Ram color-matched over that. Yeah. I don't know if we have to agree on everything on here, but I, I would... I think we need to. <sighs> so you're telling me you think the look of a 05 color-matched Super Duty is a better looking truck than a fifth gen Ram color matched. I kind of think so, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I kind of do. This dude's freaking drunk over here. I mean, that, with some tasteful upgrades, obviously we got like you know, 08 to sixteen mirrors. Can we pull on up there. two pictures? Can we pull up two pictures, please? Let's do fifth gen, like do a twenty twenty Ram thirty five hundred color matched front end. Well, I don't know. Let's. Okay, what about interior? In- interior? I kind of like the Ram interiors on the new trucks, man. Their dash, the 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 seat. I mean, you have to hand it to Ram because they definitely have upped their game to be competitive with. Like, look at that gray truck. Yeah, like look at that front end. Like that's freaking hot. All right, that is pretty cool. That's pretty sexy. That's pretty cool. Okay. You know what? I'll. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's like a hands down, but it's like a 4951. Hey, I, that's I, I all that matters is majority, baby. Yeah. Okay. Interior wise, um, I do like the screens, 
the, the Rams kind of got it going on hmm. with that. Like I, I, I do like the look of it. I, I am a Ford fan though as well. Mm-hmm. Ford's interiors have always. I like the aluminum duty interiors. They're I nice. Really do. They're nice. Yeah. They're nice. Um, what if we did a mix? What if we did a Ram dash with Ford seats? I was just going to mention that. I was like, I do feel that the same person. I know same body. (laughs) I do feel that Ram, as far as the interior goes, it's the dash and whatnot. It still feels nice and everything like that, but it still feels slightly more truck than the Ford one does. Yeah. I mean, both of them absolutely shit on the GMs as far as feeling feeling like a truck. We all know that, but the, I would say that one slightly edges out a Ford dash. But okay. yeah, the, the forward as far as like their seats, creature comforts, yeah. and like seats, their seats are nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like their seats. I'll agree with you there. And I will say this, this may be nitpicking. I, I still wouldn't necessarily change. What the headliner whole thing. would you run? <laughs> a normal headliner, maybe with a sunroof, a panoramic roof. I don't fucking know. One with LEDs poking through, so it looks like stars when you look up. No. <laughs> Mark, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that, and then just have like the constellation of Uranus. <laughs> yeah, if I could design it, <laughs> yeah, and I could yeah. have my own thing on there, but yeah. what is that? It's Jupiter. Why Jupiter? It's, it's the biggest planet in our solar system. Why? Yeah. Why? Is, what is that? I like it. What is that constellation? What's Uranus? Yeah. <laughs> it's Perseus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got interior, body, engine, trans, drive. That's a, basically a whole truck. Yeah. Would you, you do go. any of the, uh, well, if we're using the Ram body, that counts for the bed too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I'll be honest, that's kind of how I thought it was going to go before we even started talking. <laughs> okay. Like, Done. <laughs> we solved it. The only, I, I knew that we were going to do Ford interior. I knew it was going to be Ford drivetrain. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a 5.9 Comorail. And if, if Tyler doesn't think to mention a 10R, once I do, yeah. he'll be like, oh, yeah, so yeah. whatever I said, fuck that. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There's your answer there. Done. Okay. Now these, these next two <laughs> kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. But uh, it says uh, top five diesel engines to make power with a limited budget and top five diesel engines to make power budget minded. Um, so top five engines to make power unlimited. Number one, five nine combo. Fact. Fact. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two, um, six, seven. <laughs> Commoner. <Well, laughs> Cummins. I don't know yeah, what yeah. unlimited, I don't know what power number they're, they're shooting for. Just at that. Well, unlimited budget. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, there's so many iterations of, of Cummins you could do yeah. to make huge power with no budget. And you just got to look at like, what are people running? That are Drake. So there's obviously a lot of Duramax yeah. power platforms that make a bunch of power. Um, top five, golly. So we got five point nine common rail. Would you say five point nine P pump? Unlimited budget. Next one. Yeah, yeah, and, and then uh, your Duramax guys are going to be pissed off because they're going to be like, "Well, there's Duramaxes out there making huge power, so maybe do like an LBZ." Um, and then a six seven Conrail. Uh, well, I have, golly, man! But it, it's all unlimited. I know budget. it's all That's unlimited. So it's like, what? what well, if, we if can't it's forget unlimited, a six four power stroke. These then. are I, well, 
unlimited. Yeah, I mean, unlimited <laughs> budget. I mean, listen, it did, it how about we smart just how about we do this? The, yeah, the best engine to make power with unlimited budget. I'm going to say just Cummins, the five nine Common Rail Cummins, and then the most power you can make budget mining minded would be a twelve valve Cummins P pump. <laughs> like you can make power with a freaking set of hand tools. It's true, but they don't necessarily what say what power. I think I, know, I think so the next a... version of the question may be a little bit better. Let's say so top five diesel engines to make power budget minded. Mm. So, um, I mean, well, I'm still with twelve valve P pump Cummins. I mean, if you're looking at yeah. a budget and to make power, you can. I mean, you could literally turn it up in your driveway with zero money. Yeah, I mean you can you can add up to I'd say almost 100 horsepower with the tools you have in your garage. Yeah. Um beyond well, there, you know, obviously turbo you got, injectors, you know, transmission and stuff to deal with and all that, but yeah. but as far as making power with the engine, yeah, I mean that's going to be the cheapest to make the most power. Like it costs you nothing to make 100 horsepower. <laughs> like as long as you have tools, yeah. you can make power. So that's like the top. Um the hard thing is they didn't say like what power number it just says to make power. To, right? yeah. Can we say that if it's to make power budget minded 550? When I hear the term make power, it's at least 500 horsepower. I agree. Um, well, that kind of shoots one of mine out of the, the, the budget. Or you just buy six, seven power stroke a I new know, one right? and it's already 500 horsepower. So but that's boom. not budget minded. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> I, I, I do think, and this is not me just being a 7.3 fan, but as far as like to get a 7.3 like woken up, it does not cost a lot. Intake tuner True. is lost. True. And True. It's, it feels like an entirely different animal. It does. Um, but then again, I mean, you can take a screwdriver to a peep up and probably still walk it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's mm. a full episode. <laughs> we, we thought it was. Maybe a... that is an episode. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to circle back to that one. Yeah. Well, we might have to get some clarifications on there as far as like, what's the power number? Yeah. And budget minded, like what kind of budget? Because that truly talking, does make a difference. Because, are we I talking mean, string? Yeah. Because if your budget's 10000 you can take a 5.9 Comorail with an extra $10,000 and really get kind of oh, yeah. wild. Get funky. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna table that one and come back. Doomsday truck. Ooh, well, I would do a VE twelve valve. <laughs> I think you and I both would. Yeah. I mean you, you probably thinking to yourself, oh, why not a P pump? You guys just talked about a P pump. Blah, no, blah, no blah. they're great. We're talking doomsday. We're talking simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um you can't get much more simpler than that engine. And the fact that it'll run on like fucking vegetable oil. <laughs> like, I think the I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to swip swap parts here, but you know, I I do prefer the running gear of a P pump truck than a first. Sure. Day. Yeah. I mean, you can get a Dana eighty and a basically it's a Dana what Dana sixty. Is it sixty up front? No. Yeah. Or fifty Dana fifty. Front axle on a second gen. Yeah. Why am I having the biggest fucking? Yeah, I'm pretty sure now? it's like either a Dana 50 or a Dana yeah, 60. Yeah, because they didn't start the AM, the nine and a quarter is still third gen. Yeah. And the front axle. Is it Dana 50 or 60? Okay. I might Google that real quick. Go for it. So I like, don't. Like, and it's not to, it, like, I feel like I'm dropping the ball here. Yeah. I think some of them had 50s, 
And some of them have, if it was like a, if it was a truck that had a Dana 80 in the back, it had a Dana 60 in the front. Okay, but we're both pretty much in agreement of the the VE pump. Yeah. Um, Dodge Ram. Just go to our website. Look at the parts for it. This one's going to be better. Get out of half time. Do, 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 I know, do, right? do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 Front do, do, do. axles. Okay. Uh, 2500 light duty. Uh yeah, Danny sixty. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So you can't go yes, wrong sir. with that. I mean, the worst problem is you got a center axle disconnect that is vacuum operated. Um, you can delete it. Um, but as far as yeah, I mean a a, a VE. Even the VE, like, what do the VE trucks have? A sixty in the back? The hell do they have? That's a good question. I was or a seventy. I think they have a seventy. <clears throat> Some really old weird shit. Uh, Ram charger front. So eighty nine through eighty five. That's a Ram charger. No, uh, seventy five to ninety three. Danny sixty. That would okay. be the the W two fifty three fifty. And what's the the rear? Attack? I I bet you it's a seventy. It's probably set. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the eighty because you get. Is the seventy full float with the? Eight? I don't think the seven. Is the seventy full float? I don't Should think be. So. Maybe it is. I know the eighties were. Uh, Dana eighty is a fantastic axle. <clears throat> um. Looks like it could have been either or. There were. It was either a Dana sixty full float rear. Or a Dana 70. Okay. Uh, Still good axles. I mean, as far yeah. as a doomsday truck, I mean, you got minimal, minimal electronics. Like, we're talking battery power. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and if you're, if you're new to this topic, you know, typically doomsday truck is, there was just uh, no electronic anything. There was a, was that the EMP? Yeah. Came yeah. through and, and if it wasn't in a Faraday box or Faraday protected, everything electronic is now done. Yeah. Anything like cannot a be board. Used. Yeah. Um, so that's why the first thing is usually going to a mechanical engine and a mechanical engine being that like everything is run mechanically. There's no electronics controlling anything, which is going to be your P-pump and your VE-pump 5.9, 12-valve engines. Yep. Um, and both of those, you know, they need battery connection to start it. Yeah, 12 volts. 12 volts to start it. And it will, as long as you keep giving it fuel and it has oil, it'll still run. It will keep running. Yeah. Fact. Yep. Like, you either have to choke it. You legitimately, like, the way that it shuts off, it chokes it, itself. It, it just cuts off. It cuts off all the fuel. Yeah. There's a a fuel shutoff solenoid that when you turn the key off, it springs back to, like the spring back location is no fuel, and so when you that's like a lot of people if they have you know starting issues with a, a twelve valve, it, a lot of it comes down to a fuel shutoff solenoid that's not working. Mm. It's pretty easy to check. You turn on the key. You should look down in there and see if it opens it up. <laughs> if it doesn't move when you turn the key on, then you know it's it's not working. And there's people that will even put um, – they'll just get rid of the solenoid and just put a pull cable. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they're that simple. So That would be a positive as, air shutoff. Yeah. As far as uh, 
Well, not not necessarily because it's not shutting off the air. You're, pool, you're oh, off the pool fuel. cable for the shut off solenoid. Okay, yeah, yeah right. for the fuel. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a lever on the that shuts the fuel off. You're done. Um, so as far as a doomsday truck, yeah, that would be it. And, and again, too, they're very um, unlike. I mean, I know P pumps will 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 do it, uh, but unlike a VP truck or a common rail truck, as far as running um, alternative fuels um, in a doomsday situation, um, a VE truck um, they're just they're just more stout, I guess, when it comes to alternative fuels mm-hmm. that you could run to make it go. Yeah. So yeah. boom, that would, that done, would be the, solved. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, let's see here. All right, this is going to be basically aftermarket, like fast or air dog style lift pumps for Huey trucks, mm. Huey trucks 7360s. Um, the two most popular are going to be obviously fast and air dog because they're the most popular for all the other trucks and everything like that too. But when you start getting into specifically Huey trucks and especially the OBS trucks, um, there are a lot of other smaller manufacturers out there. There, I mean, Driven Diesel makes yep. a lot of great stuff. Irate makes stuff. There's uh, Marty's E Fuel. There's Four 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 Fab, um, and when I like some of those, you may have never even heard of before, and that's because they are. They're like a very small, like one man show. Yep. Um, but this is it's very. <laughs> a lot of the questions get asked on you know seven three and and six zero stuff, especially the OBS stuff, because the OBS was a mechanical lift pump. Um, just getting the fuel from the tank to the engine, and then making sure that it's proper pressured and that how you're worried about your return and regulating your return. You obviously hear a lot of stuff talk about regulated returns. Yeah. Um, in my experience, from what I've learned behind the counter since 2014, and keep in mind, I did not know about this till several years being behind the counter. Yeah. But in my opinion, the most simple way to run a properly like a regulated return fuel supply system is going to be an air dog. Uh, was it air dog five G mm-hmm. uh, with a CNC fab four line feed kit, just straight up. Yeah, Cause they rid- have built in regulators mm-hmm. on those pumps and the four line feed kit from CNC fits, you know, down low in the Valley, gets rid of the fuel bowl, feeds fuel to both sides of the fuel galleries in the heads. So it's regulated pressure from the pump all the way. And that's where a lot of people get confused. Well, where do I regulate it from? Well, it's being regulated at the pump instead of after on mm-hmm. the return side. Because you could regulate it from the return side and basically create a restriction that's building pressure. Mm-hmm. Or you can regulate it at the pump side and just make it have that pressure from the beginning. Yes. And the especially now that the 5G has that adjustable diaphragm regulator on there, which is basically a regular that would come in a regulated return yeah it's really trick so it just any of the fuel that it does not need it returns it back to the tank at the pump yeah and instead supplies, of at the engine yeah. yeah and then supplies that perfect say 65 psi from that pump all the way to the four line feed splits off to both sides takes care of it boom done yeah. the only difference is you don't have that fancy gauge in your valley it's, it's true, yeah. yeah. And honestly, <laughs> you, could, you could still put a gauge in there if you want. There's, if you wanted to, but it's already, it. yeah, it's already regulated at the pump, so. Yeah. Good yeah. job, Ben. Pardon me. Um, the other question that we get on there that I get is, because a lot of that stuff will use either a suction tube mm-hmm. uh, or a key into the factory um, fuel basket in yeah. the tank. 
the only company I know of that makes a drop-in. Because in, in my my stupid head, if I if if the pump is pulling, say, from a five-eighths tube and then pushing to the engine with a half inch, yeah. in my mind, there should never be anything between the pump and the liquid diesel fuel that is less than half inch. Right. Well, your stock fuel basket has less than half inch in yeah. there. Or possibly from the tank to the pump is less than half inch. Um, the only the only company I know of, and we don't sell them, but I buy parts of them all the time because they carry stuff that we just don't and more than likely won't. Riff Raff down in Oregon, Clay, great guy. Uh, they do make a high volume uh, drop in fuel basket that gets rid of those stupid filters in the tank that always clog. Gets rid of that umbrella in there that always disintegrates yep. and causes issues and just pulls directly from the bottom of the tank. I want to say it's a five eighths. It's an integrated return as well, but it's a five eighths tube. Uh, metal pipe pulling from the bottom all the way to the top put your return in there and the return pipe that comes down to it kicks off to the side a little bit so you're not disturbing the fuel right we're picking up from yep. um but that i i will unless somebody that we sell comes out with one <clears throat> cnc please uh <laughs> then i will be buying one of those and putting them in the excursion done solved done fact uh let's see these two kind of go hand in hand here rust control and preventative uh and preventative in the rust belt and how to really clean your truck after winter so as far as the rust prevention i am not a fan of these <clears throat> places that advertise like undercoating on like your on on, on everything yeah because they're not very um i guess clean with it they kind of just spray everything which will it protect you yes but it's kind of a it's kind of nasty shit it is and the only reason i've actually I may not be totally opposed to that is and you got to keep in mind like me and Tyler do not live in a rust heavy area. Yeah. Okay. They, they do not use actual salt in the roads. use matte chloride, which still does stuff, but it, we're not, we don't have what you guys have in, in the East. Yeah. You know, where you guys are like, you know, truck beds are rusting off and they're two years old. Right. Like we don't have that shit. Um, so if it was me and I'm like sitting there going like, do I have a, this like ugly goopy undercarriage? Or do I potentially have to replace body mounts in two years on my new truck? Yeah. It's like, well, I take the goopy shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I if you're that concerned about it, then you should have you should be able to run down to the auto parts store and get some rust preventive paint spray can shit and and go down there and see the spots that are like the worst affected and make sure you clean it up real good and spray, you know, a couple layers of that shit on there. Um, I think that's, I think for one, it's more focused, uh, versus them just spraying this goop. Like, what is it like Zybart or whatever the hell they do? I don't know. They, it's, it's, it's almost like a bed liner underneath the truck, which, um, again, that's fine. If you'd never plan on like working on it. I mean, you know, they're, cause they're not discriminate when it comes to like bolts and that oh, sort no. of thing. So they'll spray shock bodies. They'll, they'll spray, spray everything. everything. Um, I think you get more bang for your buck just going to the auto parts store and getting some, some rust preventative paint um, and doing it yourself in a focused manner on, on certain things. Um, I think that's going to be more beneficial for you. And it's, again, it's super cheap. You can just go buy a couple cans of it and do it once a year, you know, hop onto the truck after winter's over and, and, you know, and, and clean it up and put a good coating on there. And like I said, when I say don't just like spray it once and call it good, like spray it, let it, cure put another coat on 
let that cure. Maybe put another coat on, like empty the freaking can. Like it, mm-hmm. um, but being more focused with it on, on, on where you're getting instead of just doing everything. Cause I mean, there's, you know, there's some aluminum components on there that, I mean, yeah, you might get some corro- corrosion on, but it's not going to, um, well, I guess it could, um, deteriorate just as fast, but you're, you're just more focused with it, with a can, um, you know, and you, you could tape stuff off, whatever you want to do. Um, and still keep your under, keep your underside looking clean without having this gunk everywhere. Yeah. Um, those of you in the, in the rust belt, like let us know what you guys do. Like, I mean, I, I know, I, would be I know in, the, here. in the hot rod world, they've got, Oh God, I'm, this is straight up my, from my memory here, but there's like these pads or these things you could put on that are like positively charged hmm. that are not pot. I, I don't know what it is, but it's, have you seen those before? Mm-hmm. They're, I know like Jags and like Summit Racing sell them for like classic cars, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a, like a rust preventative. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but it's a, it's a thing you can put on like a frame or like a body in it. Um, it it helps with that for like mm-hmm. older cars. I know those are options out there. Um, I mean the best the best option would be like pull a body off and like powder coat the frame, yeah. <laughs> and like powder coat everything. Um, Get yourself a winter car. Yeah, um, <laughs> but see, yeah, right there. There's that electronic rust prevention module. <clears throat> From what I remember, it was like a pad thing. I, I it, it was it was it's kind of weird, but. Like I said, we don't really have to deal with that up here, so it's not yeah. something I really look in depth into. But there, there is options out there. And the next one on there is to how to really clean your truck after winter. Um, if it were, and again, me and Tyler don't live directly in that stuff, but if it were me and I had, say, a newer truck and I was living in that area, I would 100%, and I may be totally wrong on this, but I would 100% have one of, like, one of those yearly memberships to an automated car wash. And I would take that thing through shit at once a week, minimum, uh, or, maybe every other day, just to knock all that salt yeah. off. Yeah. Cause what, what really kills this rust of these trucks and stuff like that is when all that, when you're like, let's say you go through this, like you have a winter, like say in Wisconsin or something like that, or somewhere it's really cold where it's like legitimately like below freezing for months, your car never gets it or your vehicle never gets a chance to thaw out. You have this salt stuck with ice frozen to certain spots just yeah. sitting there yeah. eating and eating and eating and never getting a chance to breathe and never yeah. getting a chance to get washed off. And that's where the car wash comes in. Being able to, And it's not because you're trying to get your car clean. It's because you're trying to knock all that shit off from underneath. Yeah, I would do that like legit once a week. You know, every other day or something like that. That or, would that would yeah. be imp- or I would personally say mine. If if you have someone you know around you that does you know auto detailing, and you know, tell them like, hey, I really want you to focus on the underside of the truck. Like, I want to make sure all this salt and all that road grime and shit is is out of there in in the spots that where it you know could mm-hmm. per, you know potentially cause you know rust happening. You know, spend that extra money for that one like deep cleaning with a professional that knows what they're doing, because you'll be you'll be shocked on like how clean your rig will actually get with like a a person that's actually spending mm-hmm. time and 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 doing it rather than just I mean just rolling through a machine. It'll work. It'll do it. Uh, but it's not as again not as focused. Just like the rust preventative thing, it's not mm-hmm. as focused as an actual person with a pressure washer going in and making sure that they're getting those areas that those spray bars from underneath 
are, are missing. Yeah, totally. Um, you see that microprocessor? It's a microprocessor that generates a repetitive pulsing surface current, which reduces the oxidation of metal. The current is distributed to both sides of the car's sheet metal panels, including floorboards and above the window line. Wow. Electronic thing. I've seen these before. Like, uh, If anybody uses one of these, let us know if it works or not. Yeah. I mean, I, it seems like it would be a good idea and a smart way to do it. I think a lot of people use it on, it's more of a classic car thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't freaking know. I can tell you for me, as far as like washing it, I always do a really deep clean after winter. Interior, outside, that's when it gets the really good wash. You yeah. know, once we get that final last kind of rain out of the way. Yeah. You got to get that grime off. And I I will try to get, you know, I might go through a car wash maybe once or twice through the winter. Um, just because around here, like just the you get the snow on the ground and it gets dirty and your, your car just, it just gets so damn dirty driving yeah. around that like, it's not so much that like I'm trying to have a clean car. It's like, I just, I feel bad with that. All that shit just caked on there. Yeah. How many um, more we got? I got to pee. We got like one more. Do we really? Yeah. Okay. I can hold it. Yeah. This one is when to use four high and when to use four low. Four high. You, you, I mean, you could use it if the, if, if it's, wintry out and the roads are icy um and you notice yourself not maintaining traction um four high is good. four high is good for like anything over like i would say like 30 miles an hour or more um four low anything like 30 miles an hour or less um, uh, i would say even less than that i'm like probably that. less than that with four low four low should for if you what's the best way to put this without sounding like a major asshole if you are an off-roader, then you are not asking this question yeah. because you obviously know what the real difference is between using four high and four low in off-road situations. If this, if this is purely just like someone who drives and needs four-wheel drive on the road and they're trying to they're trying to figure out, well, when do I use yeah. four low? You will, you will use four low very minimally. Yes. And I'm <laughs> talking like less than 1% of the time that you use four high. I can tell you the one time I've only put my truck in four low – we uh, were at this uh, camping spot and it was like a, our friends had got an Airbnb, but they let campers on like the side of the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way that I had to get my camper in there with my truck, um, I had to kind of like go in there like grassy area. And I'm like, gosh, I really don't want to tear up their shit. I'm going to put it in four low mm-hmm. and kind of just creep, you know, real slow and, and, and back this trailer up. Cause yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to spin tires on their grass. I want that. I want the because that's going to give you all the torque. It's going to be multiplied by the gear ratio, and it's going to give you all the power with minimal movement. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you want to you're going to use that very sparingly, um. Unless you're uh again if you're trying to move weight, um or maybe even pull someone out, uh of of a uh sticky situation. Possibly you would use four low in that situation. If they're really stuck, most of the time, four high is going to get it done for you. Yeah. they in, in my eyes, like you should never be going over like seven miles an hour in four low. Yeah. It's well, like, I mean, you'll notice it too, because your RPMs are going to raise extremely fast yeah. and you're not going to be moving. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you have an automatic, like, and you'll notice like, okay, to even get into four low, I have to be in neutral. Yeah. Okay. And so you put it in neutral, you click into four low and you see the light come on and whatnot. And then you may be on the brake how you normally would be just to stop yeah. and you'll put it in four low 
and it'll start creeping on you. Like yeah. you got oh, yeah. to stand like two foot yeah. on it to keep it from moving. Like, oh, torque multiplication from the gear ratio that the yeah. transmission is 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 being put in and the transfer case to give you maximal amount of power at the lowest RPM possible. Yeah, and then you'll like touch the throttle. And it'll basically, it'll basically go like, yeah, it'll throw you in the back. You feel like your truck does a wheelie. Yeah. It'll be nearly redlining and you'll be going like. And then you'll break an axle. You'll be going like <laughs> four miles an hour. Yeah. And yeah. then you laugh and goes. Argh! Yeah. So if you're like uh, maybe towing a heavy boat out of a, out of a, out of a, um, a boat launch mm-hmm. or something, you put it in four low, you just creep <laughs> right out of there um, instead of spinning tires. So if you're, if you notice in four high, you're spinning tires. Um, on like a boat ramp or something with a heavy heavy boat, then put it in four low and you can just creep up. And that goes for you guys, even if you have if you have manual hubs. Yeah. And it's not so much that you you know you have to have four wheel drive to crawl up there, but you may just need to be able to get that torque multiplier down. Yeah. You know, OBD makes even... a great product for a lot of modern trucks, which is a they call it a, a too low unlock. The too low unlock, where yeah. you can put it in four low, but you flip the switch and it'll keep. Um, basically the front axle from locking so you have a a basically a too low mm-hmm. uh which is which is sometimes handy if you're if you need it well and, and they they market it as you know back and trailers in yeah if you need to you know have a nice s- slow steady smooth put it in too low yep you know put it in reverse and just go very slow yep. you're not you're not binding up the front axle by turning sharp or anything like that you just kind of let it do its thing yeah and get there yeah no well, Ladies and gentlemen, that's about going to wrap this one up. We greatly appreciate all you guys tuning in. And uh, if you have suggestions or want uh, some of these topics covered, the best place to hop on and do that is going to be on our Facebook page. Got to answer the questions to get into the page, though. <laughs> Yay, <Yeah>, dig. Yeah. <laughs> Gatekeeper. Oh, yeah. That's going to wrap this one up, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. I want to give him a peace. <sighs> uh, peace out. <laughs> peace. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.